What's going on guys? And welcome to the Wheelchair Pulpit Podcast. Hope everyone has had a great Easter weekend. And in this episode, I'm over at Pace High School. And my guest today is Coach Adams from the Pace High School football team. How's it going, Coach? Thanks for being on the show. I'm honored to be on here. Things are going great. Thank you for having me. So you've listened to the episode. Uh, You know that we're just going to have a conversation. I'll ask you some questions. And uh, but before every episode, uh, we start out from prayer because uh, without our Lord and Savior, we'll, we wouldn't be able to do the things that we're able to do. Amen. Absolutely. So uh, let me open up in prayer mm-hmm. and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Father, I pray that this episode will encourage others. And I pray that you your person's name. Amen. Well, Coach, uh, again, thanks for being on the mm-hmm. show. Um, for the listeners and the viewers that don't know who you are, kind of just tell them who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is John Adams. I coach here at Pace High School. I'm also a, I do a number of things. I'm a dean of students here during the day. I coach football. I work as an athletic trainer at other times of year, like in the spring, taking care of injuries and you know covering games and that kind of thing. So I stay busy. A lot of it is right here at Pace High School. I'm a former student here. I love it, and uh, I'm glad to be able to give back. So, what brought you to Pace? Were you uh, were you always bo- were you born here? I was. I was. I moved here uh, when I was two. But my dad and my grandparents—they're all from the Pace area. Just half a mile up north of here is Adams Road, and that was uh, where my great grandfather settled. And so we're we're deep roots here in Pace, Florida. Nice. So, just kind of kind of tell uh, tell everyone what your role is as the dean. The dean is uh, the guy that handles the discipline, and uh, it's usually negative situations. A lot of times, uh, kids getting in trouble, kids having a problem with each other, or. Uh, in the classroom with the teacher, but uh, I'm usually the one that, when the teacher says, "Okay, I've had enough, go see Coach Adams," right? I'm the one they have to go see. Well, it's a good thing that uh, you weren't. Were you the dean when I was in high school? I I was the graduating class of 2014. 14. I was. Pro- it might have been my first year here, or I was the dean at Sims Middle School, just the middle school here in Pace. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I didn't have. I wasn't the baddest kid when I was in school, but I had my uh, ups and downs. Well, they all do, but you you know, especially uh, uh, this day and time, kids they they just don't make poor they don't make poor choices. Uh, but you know, especially with boys, boys will be boys, and uh, you know. But for the most part, even the kids that make a mistake they're good kids good kids so when i played uh football my junior year you were my tight ends coach right. I, I remember uh you you moved in the summer after 10th grade and before 11th i remember the day that you got here i remember us talking i remember we did the morning workouts and we would we met with coach Lindsay uh, and the offensive line and the tight ends and we would go through drills and whatnot and uh, got to know you that summer and then leading into the fall of your junior year 
you know, I was able to I coach tight ends at the time, and that's where we had you. Real soft hands, I can remember. And, um, you know, that was a kid from Virginia. You told me, you know, a little bit about your story with your father and uh, uh, what brought you here. And, you know, I was fortunate to be able to call myself your coach. And um, that was a that was a good year, wasn't it? That was you. You added a lot to Pace High School. A lot of times, kids will come and uh, you know Pace High School is good for them, or the kid is good for Pace High. But I think when you moved here, it was a case of both. Yeah, and I felt a very uh, sort of kinship mm-hmm. to Pace when I first got here. Um, you and I. We uh we keep in touch every sure. once in a while. Yep, yep. Do, you, do you try to keep in touch with former former players and students? I do, and it's one of the blessings of the work that I do, and is to see these guys after school, how they reach others, how they affect others, because I feel like it's a little bit of the effect I had on them. But most of all, uh, the ones that you know will will correspond with me. Well, that's a blessing for me way more than it is for them. Right. Uh, For example, you, I've been able to watch uh, and listen and watch how you interact and some of the speaking engagements you've done and the motivation uh, speeches that you've done. And I'm going to tell you, I I remember you having that gift even even before you got hurt or even after you were out, out of high school. Coach Lindsey would ask if anybody has anything to say before a ball game or after a practice or something like that, and I can remember you speaking up. So I'm not not overly surprised that you're having the effect on others that you do. So in this, when you mentioned this day and age, uh, we got hit with a pandemic called COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. So um, I bet that was a real challenge trying to go from an era that you never had to worry about this stuff until now. So what are some of the uh, guidelines that Pace is having to enforce? It was it was a different challenge for sure. And, and that's the way I would, we try to look at it as just another hill to climb. It's another challenge. Uh, some of the things we had to worry about were, uh, you know, the group water stations, um, we spaced as well as we could when we were able to. Obviously, in the game of football, we have huddles and we have lines of scrimmage, and we have. But we tried to do, uh, you know, the best we could with uh, the means that we had. But the biggest obstacle, to be honest with you, was from the school setting, and it was quarantines, and it was those that didn't do anything wrong. They wore their mask. They distanced when they could, and because of where they sat in a math class or a Spanish class, luck of the draw, somebody, you know, sat in front of them or diagonal or behind or whatever, tested positive, well, that kid had to go out. And, you know, some of these seniors that had to miss uh, the Milton game or the homecoming game or their last final home game or, you know, uh, they may have practiced all week and finally been able to start and then got notified that they were quarantined starting on Thursday and missed Friday night and maybe even the next Friday night. Those were the challenges that you never saw coming with COVID and the sports. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's another hill to climb. And, you know, we ended up having a good season last year. Uh, We're still following guidelines that the county puts in place for us. 
we do our best. You know, they're not perfect, but we do our best. We try to uh, do what we're told to do. So when I played football, uh, and when I was a, when I was a junior, Pace really thrived on the running game. Mm-hmm. Our, our offensive line, um, and I can still see now that the running game is still a a focus at Pace. Um, and I know around here in our in our area. It's really set to both the passing and the running game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it and I know when Coach Lindsey was the coach, the uh, the running game with uh, the quarterbacks and the running backs um, was really just a high point. And now it seems that the. Uh, the offense is really surrounding both the passing and the running game. We try to have some balance, but truth be told, we are running the ball as much as we ever have. I think it's just the kids here at Pace believe in it. And I don't know that there's always, you know, there's a lot of debate over what's the best offense to run or what's the most effective. I think the best is what you believe in, from your coaching staff to the head coach, to the assistants, to the players. And if you believe in it and you can execute, then any offense is going to be a good offense. So, uh, to be honest with you, you know, Coach Lindsey at the end, we had Quade Weimerskirch set the school record for rushing yards. Then came Anthony Johnson, which his junior year was Coach Lindsey's last year. His senior year was Coach Smith's first year. Well, by the end of his senior year, Anthony had set the school record for rushing yards. And then behind Anthony came Damian Bivens, which – played under Coach Smith, quarterback sophomore year, two years of tailback. When he was done, he had the school record for rushing yards. So we are still uh, run first offense. Uh, We believe in it. The kids believe in it. The offensive line takes pride in it. So, you know, I don't know if there's such a thing as the best offense out there, whatever sets up best for your personnel and what you believe in. Now, you mentioned Quaid. You you mentioned – Anthony Johnson, and you mentioned uh, Damian. Quay went on to Georgia Tech. Yep. Uh, Anthony went to UWF. And Damian, he went to South Alabama. Correct. Yeah. Do you have any uh, players now that you see going, uh, setting the standard and continuing on going to these uh, big universities? Because uh, Anthony, he just won the national championship. Uh, a they couple of years ago. And I'm going to tell you what set those guys apart, and it wasn't necessarily the offense, and it wasn't necessarily the play calls. And to an extent, it was their talent level. But those three guys worked hard in the offseason this time of year in the weight room. They worked at spring practice. They worked in the summer. Their practice work ethic was some of the best on the team. So any guys that are here now may have the talent. Wouldn't call them by name because I don't want to put the pressure on them, but or anybody that's coming in from middle school may have the talent. But if you don't put it with the work ethic and the drive and the ability to to really focus on the job at hand, when it's time to work, it's time to work. Be where your feet are, we say a lot. 
So if you're on the practice field, put everything you got into that. If you're in the weight room, by the same token, if you're in the classroom, be where your feet are. So uh, that's what kind of separates those guys is, is that extra. Now you're an avid FSU fan, and I know when I would come to the games, uh, you and I, uh, we kind of just sat up, uh, go to the side and kind of yeah. talk uh, yeah. college sports. Uh, how do you see FSU being the uh, being this year? Because you because you you went through a couple of coaching uh, stints. Right. Yeah, and I th- what I think is I think they're on the uptake. And the reason I say that is because I think Coach Norvell is a good fit. Uh, you know, things got a little sideways towards the ends of Coach Fisher. Then we had, you know, uh, Coach Taggart comes in. I just don't know that it was a good fit. Successful before he got there, maybe successful after. But for whatever reason, it just didn't work in Tallahassee. I believe Coach Norvell is uh, a good fit at Florida State. I believe he's, you know, still has a little bit of of respect for the past at Florida State and their uh, time under Bobby Bowden and the uh, the old players. He's invited them back to spring ball and they drop in at practice. But he's still – and he's a good recruiter, you know, so he's still looking towards the future. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see where they go. Everything runs in cycles. I'm glad to say that now because we're kind of hopefully coming out of the bottom part of a cycle. Uh, but for a long time, Florida State was real good. You know, 14 years consecutive, top five in the country at the end of the season. Uh, that was a good run, but, you know, all good things come to an end. Uh, right now we're in the midst of an Alabama run. Mm-hmm. One of these days, and I don't know when it'll be, but right now they're on top. But it all cycles. You know, they were down before Coach Saban got there. They were up, you know, back in – many years ago with Coach Bryant and, you know, they've won with Coach Stallings and and they cycled back around and now they're winning with Coach Saban. And, uh, you know, I I have a lot of respect for winners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I I remember even even your team, the Florida Gators, uh, I think, you know, Dan Mullen's a good coach. I think he's – everyone is unique. And if it's a good fit, I think he's a good fit in Gainesville. But, um, you know, I remember when you got here and you came from Virginia, I said, well, do you have a college team? Well, the Florida Gators, I, I remember going, wait, what? Give me a chance. I'll talk you into Florida State. But you had some family ties with, with Florida Gators, so I understand. Yeah. But uh, it makes for good banner back and forth. And we go back and, you know, so uh, I enjoy that. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to college uh, sports and the fan base, it's sad that a lot of fans can't have a – meaningful and civil conversation like you they're those fans that just can't yeah that can't talk and i think i think a result one reason for that is just social media they hide behind a username and they can just fire off whatever they want and then there's just a lot of hate in the world and that ought to be an area where don't hate let's sit back and enjoy you know let's sit back and watch competitive sports Mm -hmm. and and let's let these guys do their best and see where it shakes out when uh they were look after they uh the gators file fire coach McElwain and they were looking for the next coach and i said well dan mullen he was the offensive coordinator with urban meyer 
he uh, he knows Gainesville. He knows the offense, and he's what they call a quarterback whisperer. And that was the one thing from Florida ever since Tebow left. Mm-hmm. We were trying to find that number one quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people saying, no, we don't want someone who's already been here. And I'm like, well, give him a chance. And ever since he was here, we've been to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, and, absolutely. And a lot of people ask me, like, Logan, if you were the athletic director, what would you, what are you looking for when it comes to head coaches? I'm like, first and for- foremost, he needs to have a good relationship with the players. He needs to recruit exactly where we need. And if I need to sign him on a contract, three years guaranteed, uh, fourth year with an option. Yeah. And I believe that Dan Mullen is pretty a, a great fit for Gators with his energy and everything. Uh, now, have you always been an FSU fan from the – As long as I can remember. And there's a couple of reasons for that that I, when I was young – when I was young, believe it or not, as much as I love Pace High School, when I was a, a, a young kid, elementary school age, uh, my dad did radio for Milton High School in the 70s. And I would just tag along. You know, I was a seven, eight-year-old kid. Well, they had a running back named Greg Allen. And Greg Allen ended up going to Florida State. And I just, you know, followed him, wanted him to do great. Uh, he got there in about the fall of 81, I believe. And, uh, you know, I'd already been following. I can remember the 79 Orange Bowl with, with Florida State and Oklahoma. So I was hoping he would go there, and then he did. So I just kept following Florida State, but that really kind of cemented, you know, me becoming a fan. Now is your whole family FSU? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. We won't allow anything else. <laughs> no, pretty much. Uh, you know, my son Jackson, he's avid FSU. Matter of fact, for most of his growing up years, in his bedroom was two walls garnet, two walls gold, uh, painted like that. So you know, it makes it fun. Uh, every fall, we we try to go to couple of games a year and um you know i'm not I'm not in a position to be a one of the big money boosters but i want them to win right so uh as we wrap the, up this uh episode uh just kind of tell us what's uh what's coming up for pace what can we look forward to this uh upcoming football season all right as far as football goes this week we're starting our, our morning workouts tuesday and thursday mornings at 655 we'll go for an hour and just do uh what a lot of people call mat drills physical conditioning type things uh, and then at the end of the month we'll rotate into spring ball and we get four weeks of that 20 days of practice is allowed and may the 28th we have a spring game at gulf breeze and that will take us into the summer, and we'll start the summer workouts Monday through Thursday at 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 till about 11. I can remember those. No, they're hot. The, and they're tough, too. They are tough. Like those two-a-days. It does, it, it, but it gets you ready for fall camp. Fall camp gets you ready for the season. And so before you know, you know we're just now starting the whole, here we go. It's time. You know, it's it's time to go. So uh, we got the morning workouts. We'll roll into spring spring ball and then summer workouts and all of a sudden we're ready to kick it off we just got our you know set a new schedule so we'll open up the last friday of august against choctaw here at pace 
Good. Our and co- I enjoy, you know, when that, we have home games and I'm out there, we're warming up. The kids are stretching and getting loose, and I look down in the end zone and see you, and we make eye contact and kind of give a little head nod. It, it, it's one of my favorite things. I enjoy that. So I appreciate, you know, who you are and that you still support the Patriots and, uh, you know, enjoy seeing you all year round, but especially – you know, down there in the back of the end zone during football season. Well, I appreciate Paige for everything they did ever since my accident. Uh, y'all didn't scoop me away. Y'all, y'all kept in contact. Y'all uh, supported me when, uh, especially when I was in Philadelphia. Y'all did the five mm-hmm. uh, k. Yeah, love for Logan. I remember. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, as long as I'll be here, I'll be a. Uh, Page fanatic. Once a patriot, always a patriot. Yes, sir. All right, coach. Thanks for uh, being yes, sir, here. Buddy. So let me end this episode in prayer, and then we'll go our separate ways. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that you've given me and Coach Adams to come here, shoot the bird, and come in for fellowship. Uh, Father, I pray that this episode will encourage others, and I pray this with your precious name. Amen. Amen.